So welcome to another X Factor Roping podcast. I'm hanging out with a good friend of mine, Ben Mazdak, and uh, Ben and I, we've got to know each other the last year or so, and Ben's been writing up some workouts for me, and so when I approached Ben, uh, I just, I told him, I said, hey, I, I kind of want to have a long-term uh, mindset on my working out and, and what I'm doing for myself and my body, and, and so he's been able to, to kind of help me go that direction, so appreciate it, Ben. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here today, and and speak to a bunch of, uh, I guess, cowboys, right? Yeah, man. yeah. I'm not too familiar with this this world, so this is awesome experience for me to kind of help and see what I can do to to help you guys, you know, get stronger and feel better on the horse. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Pace came to me uh, through mutual friends, um, girlfriends, I should say, unless they're listening. Um, about a year ago, I was a, a personal trainer downtown Chicago for four and a half years and had a, a wide variety of clients from kids 10, 12 years old up to some professional athletes, a lot of moms, a lot of older people as well. So I trained everybody. Uh, Pace got to, and I got to know each other pretty well and uh, um, started watching some roping videos and listened to some things that he had told me were um, his, you know, he felt were kind of weaknesses and wanted to get better at. And uh, I put together uh, a year program for him. We're coming up on nine months. Yeah, yeah, nine months. So it's been pretty cool to, uh, we weren't exactly, and this is what's kind of unique, and this is what got me the wheels rolling for X Factors podcast and why we want to get some feedback from you guys is, you know, Ben and I were not really close to each other. So I would just send him some videos of, like, from me at some rodeos and things like that and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. What do you think we can do here? And so that's where, like, everything kind of was customizable from the fact of, this is where I was at, and uh, and you want and you could kind of help me with the workouts and how we mm -hmm. wrote them up, and so that's where we were we're kind of getting the wheels turning, and we're really looking for some feedback with this podcast. Is that's that's our main goal? Is hey, you know what 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 do you have for like sore areas, or would you be interested in something like that? So that's kind of that's where this right. is really getting started. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an awesome point to make because um, you know my normal kind of uh, consultation with a, a new client. Um, uh, when I was doing one-on-ones you know, in Chicago was, um, you know, an hour meeting and um, everything was so personalized because people really don't understand. And if I start talking too much, let me know. But this is where um, everyone has different, obviously different goals, different, different uh, muscle fiber makeups, a different upbringing, a different diet. Their bodies are going to react to insulin differently, to stress differently. Uh, to, to nutrition, sleep, and, and you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, but on top of that, I would do a 12, so I'm sure everybody listening knows what a, a caliper reading is, right? The pincher test, you know, the pincher fat. Yeah. Um, I would do 12 sites on the body, everything from the face, the cheeks, all the way down to the calf, all over the body. And different sites would um, tell me different things. So, um, you know, a lot of hormones um, would show up in different sites, such as the triceps, the pecs, um, the back, uh, the, the belly region, we'll just call it the, the, the belly region, uh, would tell me different things. So if one was higher in comparison to the other, I could tell if they were getting enough, enough sleep, if they were too stressed, if they were eating too many carbs. Um, so um, just to give everyone a, a background, that's, that's really how detailed things can go into this to make it as personable as possible. Um, and then from there, I'll, I'll know exactly how to train them, um, what, what time of day they respond best to exercise, um, what um, supplements they'll respond best to. Um, now that's like the optimal setting. 
Now with Pace was different. I didn't have that luxury. We, we weren't able to meet as much. So I was really just trying to get as much feedback as I could from him over the phone, over some, some, some uh, FaceTime interviews and just kind of get where he's feeling strong and weak and, and watch, you know, the movements that right, that, not riders, what do you guys, ropers, ropers, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry everybody, um, that ropers go through. So, um, you know, he had a successful nine months and I'll let you speak on that, but what our, our goal here is today is to kind of do the same thing for everyone listening if they're interested, um, you know, off the bat to kind of see, okay, um, you know, it's not going to be as personalized as I spoke before with, you know, the one-on-one meetings, but I'll be able to get some information and kind of steer you in the right direction and, and hopefully get you the results that Pace got. So, um, yeah, Pace, nine months right now, right? Yeah, nine months. And what's been really unique about it is even if you watch, like, the, the video on myself, uh, the big reason why I started was, uh, like, as a team roper, uh, the initial move from when we ride out of the box and I, I release my horse and I'm trying to pick my rope up fast, uh, especially at the rodeos and stuff like that. And you're trying to control your upper body and be still with your upper body, mm-hmm. but still ride your horse well across the line. And I felt like I was always getting rocked back and weak. And I was having to compensate by almost leaning too far forward when I would leave. And so that's what's been really unique for like a, a team roper or someone who rides a lot is, you know, we've, you can kind of get, probably get into the muscles that we're engaging, but how to properly train them mm-hmm. and, and how to get stronger in some areas like that, I think is, is been a huge, huge impact. Yeah. So, uh, so Ben, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about is kind of, uh, you know, for what to feel for someone who's riding or, or what they, they might, so they could start maybe understanding that, like to understand some weaker areas. When we are like leaving the box, for example, or riding our horses, what are some of the muscles we're going to be using in our in our legs and and our core and stuff like that that you would look for? Right. So what I see from the videos, right? So I've I've never left the box. I rode a couple times, and uh, that's about it. But um, so what I can see is a lot of obviously a lot of core, and I'll keep it I'll keep it very you know very basic for everybody. But um, you know the horse is going in one direction, and your body via gravity wants, wants to stay where it is, right? So you're, you're going with the horse. Um, and what I see right off the bat, uh, the two big muscles are the other core, and that goes up from your, your mid thigh all the way up through what you think are your abs, your ab- abdominals, all the way up to, to your chest. So you have this whole like extens- extensive um, network of muscles that is essentially keeping you back. And that's, that's where you're feeling that like, you know, the chest flying back, that's, that's a lot of your core and then the the leg muscles that are keeping you on the horse um, those are your hip adductors so if everybody watching right now if um, you are I guess you're sitting or whatever you're doing or listening um, the muscles that if right now if you try to bring your knees to touch together those are your hip adductors so if you try to touch your knees together in a, in a seated position that muscle goes from the inside um, of your where your quad is where your knee is all the way up through your groin so when those muscles, that's what you're pinching on the horse, right? That's what's keeping you on the horse. So um, long story short, um, your your core, a lot of core work, and um, your hips, your hip adductors are keeping you on the horse. So that's the first thing that I see. Right. So, and this is where I think it's really important to, to gain knowledge, and that's what I'm going to try to help with today as well as having some structure with your workouts because it's really easy to just go to the gym and, and 
go to to do whatever you know mm-hmm. and not necessarily having structure or not know what you want to work on and there's all types of different training techniques that we can use so trying to be as specific as we can for those muscles and how those muscles are being used mm-hmm. uh, to be to have a long you know a longevity of it and and to be healthy I think is really important so that's that's kind of the other thing Ben is can you kind of just touch on like some different styles of exercising or like kind of some strength training and what that would do or as opposed to like how we've kind of went about it as well yeah yeah so pace uh paces workout was um non-linear which means um so linear think of it as a straight line going uh, diagonally up right so that would mean in a linear program means that pace every phase um of paces workout is getting harder and harder and harder but that's not the case because it's a year-long sport right so um, we go up and down, so he'll have um, a like a, a structural balance phase, which that just means the structure of his body was in balance. One leg was was weaker than the other, and, and so same with his upper body. So we would do, do a lot of unilateral movements, um, split squat, lunges, single presses, single rows, um, to build structural balance about the body. So to make sure the bo- the body's um, uh, muscle tone and strength was, were balanced, and then from there. Um, we focus a lot on the basics so we might do just a hypertrophy phase and hypertrophy means enlargement of the muscle fibers so putting on muscle mass right um just to you know you you know not everybody wants to be huge or a bodybuilder i get it but if you put on lean mass you're going to be stronger you're going to have more muscle you're going to be stronger you're not going to you know i'm not going to you're not going to be a bunch of lab rats just just bulking up, but it's going to allow you to be stronger on your horse and and more confident. And then from there, we did a lot of um, just basic strength: squat, deadlift, chin up, and bench press are some of the most. I know it's very old school and it sounds very basic, but those are the most beneficial exercises. Um, correct me, you know, I might have to change the number on this, but the squat you work over 200 muscles. So and you know, it's not just your legs; it's your core, it's your neck. It's your, it's your back, it's your biceps. Um, you work so many muscles with the squat and um, you work the, the hip adductors with the squat, allowing you to stay on the horse. So uh, what we specifically did with pace is I was able to do like a strength and a hypertrophy phase back and forth. And then after about nine weeks, I believe we went into some Olympic lifts and um, those were just explosive lifts for him, like um, the, the hang clean, the snatch, um, some, some sled work, some sprints, just to get his quick, his, his type two, his quick fiber, you know, kind of going. So, um, you know, when you think of, you know, you have two, two muscle fibers and I'm kind of nerding out right now, but, um, think of your marathon runners, your long distance people, your cyclists, um, anything, any activity that is really lasting over, you know, 90 seconds, you're going to have more of the, um, type one fiber, right? So if you think of a marathon runner, they're great at what they do, but they have, they're, they're thinner, they have less muscle math, mass, um, they're more of a type one fiber. Now you think of like a NFL linebacker, NFL running back, type two, right? You can see, you can see the, the, the muscle fibers on the body. They're explosive. Um, how long does an NFL play last? Maybe six seconds? Yeah, like six, seven seconds. Is right, so they're given everything they have in that amount of time, and then they're gonna rest for between the plays, right? So um, that's, when I think of team roping, um, you're gonna have all ki- all types of people, but you're really gonna be tapping into type two fibers, right? What's like the best like, a world record time for a team roper? I mean, low three seconds, or excuse me, mid to 
three second runs is is very very fast okay so perfect that's that's right up our alley of type two strength you know doing olympic lifts just that quick twitch you know exactly what you're doing in your head but if you could get your body to 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 catch up to your mind and be that quick and that powerful you're going to shave time off right. so that's that's where we went with pace was a lot of strength you know we started with structural balance make sure his body was balanced out uh, put some muscle mass on, work down the strength, and then flexibility, mobility. We'll get into that uh, today as well. Um, and then a lot of the Olympic lifts were were very beneficial for you, I think. Yep. And so that's one thing we we do hear a little bit, and uh, it's you you hear oh you don't want to be bulky uh, to to ride and and rope because you lose your you you you're not mm-hmm. as agile. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about that, like on with these lifts and how we put that together, how we've kind of bridged that gap specifically for team ropers. Because I'll, I'll give you a great example: is you you get on X Factor and you watch any basically any of the professional headers or healers ride. They're so clean uh, f- with their upper body and how their their movements are with their horses, and uh, and so that's something that it just they're really in tune with all the movements and how we can how we kind of bridge that gap between exercising and lifting and doing like power lifts to build kind of the explosive movements, but still have good stability strength as well. Right, yeah, of course, that's a good question. Um, And the same thing goes for women too, because I've trained a lot of women and the first thing they come in is I don't want to get bulky. Um, So women do not have the same testosterone as men. So they they typically will not get bulky, right? Um, It's a different, it's a hormonal uh, difference. Now. As far as ropers, um, you know, everything that I've written for Pace um, was uh, useful. It, was, um, uh, it wasn't any waste muscle mass, right? So if someone came to me and said, hey, I just want to put on 20 pounds of muscle, I know how to write that program, and much as, you know, any other trainer would and uh, a qualified individual. But if, you know, Pace came to me and said, I feel weak, um, I need to improve my time, I need to improve this, this part of my body, I write, I write that differently. So it's all about time under tension, the, the time that the muscle is actually being used. So um, let's just think about um, a bicep curl, right? Everybody knows what that is if you're curl, curling a barbell. If you are doing that for, let's say, you, know, you start at the top and you're gonna go three seconds down, so three, two, one, one second at the bottom, it's gonna take you one second at the top and then you'll pause at the top for one second. That's one second at the bottom, one second up, one second up, three seconds, three seconds down, it's six seconds, right? So you are doing a bicep curl for one rep that lasts six seconds. Right. So if you do, let's say 10 of those, that's 60 seconds. So that's, that's gonna last you a whole minute, right? Now we're starting to get into pretty nerdy stuff in my mind as far as how long a set should take. So if you're look if you're looking to put on muscle, I would keep you around that. You know, we'll, we'll we're gonna do this exercise for forty to to seventy seconds. So that means that your muscle is working for about a minute or a little over a minute. That's when you're gonna start uh, building muscle mass. We'll do that. Uh, you know, if I'm writing a year long program, we'll do that a couple of phases because lean muscle mass is good for the body. It's good for your strength. It's it's good for your body composition. The more muscle you have, the less fat you'll have. Um, the more you're gonna burn throughout the day as far as uh, calories go but with pace with what he was trying to achieve that wasn't our focus we, we did that to build some muscle right to build some more strength yep. but then we cut it back down to um, strength based movements and then the Olympic lifts so let's go we'll look at the opposite side of the spectrum when pace is doing hand cleans that lasts maybe two seconds right right if he does three of those 
two times three, you know, that's gonna be six second set, it's gonna be quick. And they're going right to the sled sprint. So now we're tapping into to, um, the explosive movements. So um, uh, it's a great question to ask. I gave you a very vague answer because I like to talk about all the science that goes into everything. But um, as far as like a, a roping um, program would go, it would be, it would be really based on that individual's needs, but um, you know, there wouldn't be, I wouldn't program anything that's going to just put muscle on to put muscle on and make somebody slow and feel fatigued. It's going to be um, you know certain certain uh, avenues and certain uh, phases for purpose. Right. So that kind of brings me to my next thing as far as working with someone, and, and that's kind of the direction we're, we're looking at going a little bit, is uh, how can we write up some workouts and kind of some programs like what we kind of tested out and has worked pretty well with myself. But you talked about having a, a trainer. They should be able to train anyone. So, for example, you'll train an, a professional football player, but then you'll also train an, an older person because we also have, I would think, I think our – Oh, 70% of our demographic is over 40 male. Yeah. And okay. so being able to have variations and workouts and things like that, and that's really customizable. So it's, if it's someone that's not very experienced in the gym, you know, we're, you know, we, you've got that kind of that tool to yeah. use and how we kind of could get that all started out as well. Yeah, of course. That's, yeah, it's a good point to bring up too. Cause you know, I understand that, um, there's a lot of trainers, uh, out there and I'm by far, I want to throw this out there. I'm by far, um, not the master, you know, I, I look up to a lot of people, you know, there's, but there's also a lot of trainers that will only train certain demographics. And I think that's, that's bull crap, bull crap, <laughs> bull crap. Um, so yeah, I've trained young you know, kids. I've trained, um, people our age, professional athletes, our age. Um, and then my oldest client, um, Chris Wybrow, 74 years old, ran Boston marathon two years ago. Really? No more pain to his knees. Yeah. So uh, being able to cater to everybody and really understand the body and, and uh, connect with people and what they need, what they want, and what they're capable of doing is, you know, it's a skill, but it's very rewarding. So. Right. Okay. So just a couple of tips and just for people that are starting to get into it or, uh, and that, that was a big thing for me was I, I had thought I'd exercised a lot of my life. And then when you got writing me up the workouts, it turns out my, uh, my depth and my squats and a lot of things were really off. Mm -hmm. And what helped me a lot was how you would kind of structure these workouts out, um, where we would be doing time under tension. So we had a lot of control and things like that. So what are kind of some tips for just starting out and making sure that you've got correct form and, and doing some things like that with your working out? Yeah. yeah good question again. Um, so off the top of my head, tips for people that maybe I have no idea what their style is or their technique or whatever. Um, Every exercise you do should be done full range of motion. Now I understand you might have some injuries, some uh, limitations, uh, but if you're squatting, you should be going all the way to ground. Uh, your a good a good indicator is at the bottom of your squat, your hamstrings should be touching your calf. Full range of motion. Now there's a lot of in the last uh, maybe ten years ago there were some studies that came out, or everybody's thought you know you shouldn't go past parallel. That's completely bull crap. All right, the knees made to move. Um, think about when you're walking upstairs your knee's going over your toe, right? So you should be, when you're doing a lunge, you're doing a split squat, you should push that knee forward. Full range of motion of the ankle, of the knee, of the hip. That's all healthy stuff. Um, and I'm, I, there's probably some eyebrow, eyebrows that are being raised right now because for a long time it was always taught 90 degrees or don't pass the toe with the knee. It's complete nonsense. And if anybody is kind of curious, I'll be happy to send you some information. But uh, full range of motion, 
Same with the deadlift, same with the chin up. Your chin should go over the bar, your your um, your forearm should touch your bicep at the top and that all the, all the way down at the very bottom, full hang, full relax at the bottom. So um, I know I've made that into a longer answer, but first tip is full range of motion with everything. Um, second tip is, you know, it's some, I'm not sure how big fitness is in the team roping world. Um, and I don't want to come on too preacher like, but, um, you know, if someone is a little hesitant to jump onto a, a program or work with a trainer or an online program, um, starting one thing new a day is, is going to be phenomenal for you. So whether it's, um, something as small as waking up 10 minutes earlier or half an hour earlier, or go, you know, having a bedtime every night, you're going to see, you're going to feel and see changes in your body and your, in your mind. So that's a great place to start if you're kind of nervous or you're not sure, you know, I don't know if I want to commit to something, commit to something on a lesser extent. Um, a thing that I have, I start all of my clients on no matter what is in the very morning before you eat anything or drink anything, any coffee, um, uh, eight ounces of lukewarm water, a teaspoon of pink Himalayan sea salt, and then half a lime, squeeze the lime juice in into the water and stir it all together. It sounds disgusting, but it goes down smoothly. Um, now the exact science behind this is hard to describe, but what happens is the the temperature of the water and the um, the acidity of the lime and then the electrical capability of the salt allows um, for a better electrical connection to the brain. So it actually, um, the way it's digested into the body allows your brain to have a better electrical connectivity. If you don't know, your brain is, has elect electrical capabilities, so it allows your you know, quick thinking, you feel better throughout the day, your, your thought process is better. Um, you might think it's bull crap, but try it out. And so um, first two things is full range of motion and and you know, start with something small. Start start a, a, a positive change every day. Right. Uh, I, I got to jump in a little bit on the the hydration aspect of that mm -hmm. too, because that's something I've been trying out as well with the drinking water. I, I was a coffee guy first thing when I get up. Love coffee. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is, you know, in a little bit of research and kind of what you've shown me is, you know, we're going eight hours essentially without drinking water. And then right. the coffee doesn't really help hydrate us as well. Mm -hmm. So being able to hydrate first and and kind of the electrolytes with the salt and everything really sets us up to have a better day as far as hydration goes. Because when we start getting tired, um, you know, dehydration can yeah. be one of the things, and it really affects our our mood or our mentality. And and that might be a little things that we don't know notice, but when you like when you start paying attention to it, like okay, this yeah. is I feel so much better. And it's just a little thing like hey, just drink water before I do have my coffee and things like that. Yeah, so. no, that's a great point to bring up. Is hydration is another great one. You know, I love coffee. You know, caffeine, <laughs> caffeine has a lot of great, uh, don't overdo it, but a lot of great benefits. Um, one that people don't realize is it helps, uh, helps with pain. You know, the way that the, the caffeine opens your blood vessels and capillaries, it allows for better circulation. And, um, you know, again, I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna, t I'm not gonna prescribe you milligrams to take throughout the day. I'm not a doctor, but a coffee's great, but water is better, you know, start right. with, start with water and then go, go wild on the caffeine. But, um, just make sure you know you're you're drinking throughout the day. Um, you know, back to exercise specific. Um, you know, a big goal of our our, our talk today, uh, by the way, is you know is to get some feedback. So, um, because I like to nerd out so much, and there's so much information that you know, if you ask me about an exercise, I could talk for minutes on it. 
Um, our big big goal today is to get some feedback from from the listeners on questions they may have or areas that they feel weak. Um, and that way, I can kind of get a little more specific on on you know tips or pointers or exercises or you know start writing the programs for 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 people that may be interested. But um, right off the bat, it's it's full range of motion, hydration, and then some make some small changes. But uh, taking care of your body is is definitely going to be number one. Right. Uh, the other thing I think is important, and it, it's hard because uh, you you hear things like yoga and different things, and and here it's good for you. Yeah. And I and I I hate yoga. <laughs> yeah. like it sucks. But yeah. um, you know the flexibility and range of motion is so important. And a lot of in our industry, what we kind of hear a little bit is a lot of groin injuries. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the main things uh, that you hear from like riding, uh, especially with. Kind of the older crowd, you, you hear that, as well as like a lot of lower back issues. Can you kind of talk about where that may be coming from, and and just just what yeah. that what that means exactly? Right, right. So, I mean, obviously the the position that you are in, right, and it's a lot of stress in the hip. It's not bad, and you, you know people are riding horses for years, but you have to understand the position that your body's in. It's, it's a little vulnerable, you know, and it's not a bad thing at all. I, I want to stress, I can't stress that enough, but. Um, um, you know, a groin injury is, is likely due to, um, you know, maybe some weak glute meds. Um, those, that's the upper part of your butt that allows your hip to externally rotate. Um, so I would focus, you know, if someone says, you know, I have this injury going on in, in my groin, like um, a hip adductor or whatever it may be, um, a, yoga is great. Stretches are great. And that's another thing we want to talk about too later on is, is stretches. But um, I think a, a large answer for the, for this question is for everyone listening to understand how important mobility and stability is in the body. And Pacer and I were talking earlier today. Um, you know, the ankle is is a very mobile joint, right? And all your joints work work in succession to one another. So your ankle is very mobile. Think about um, how many directions the ankle can move in, how many directions the foot can move in, how much. Uh, it also has to be stable. Think of how much tension it's taking, right? You move up the body to the knee. The knee is a, is a stable joint. You can move in two directions. It can extend and it can flex. So extend would be straight out. Flexion is pulling your heel up to your butt. If it goes in another direction, you're going to tear something, right? And let's move up to the hip. Um, the hip socket is a very mobile joint as well. So the reason I'm kind of going through these joints with you is to kind of show you uh, if, if your ankles are tight, your, your knees are going to suffer. You're not going to have the, the correct depth in a squat. Um, if you're if you have some ankle issues, you're going to have some knee issues. Your hips could be super tight, and the hip is kind of the central part of the body. Obviously, um, if your hips are tight and you're, they're not moving in where they should be, that's where the lower back pain is going to come in. So, if a lot of people listening are having some lower back issues, um, I'll show you some. I would you know kind of prescribe some 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 hip stretches, maybe some yoga. It doesn't have to be yoga, but um, hip stretches lower back stretches, glute stretches, um, a lot of lower back in, uh, injuries and, and hip injuries are due to, to tight glutes as well. So um, that's a great question, but it's really, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, but number one is glutes. Everybody's going to have some very tight glutes riding a horse all day. Right. And so that's something uh, we're going to definitely move forward with too, is we're going to probably just start real small, but a few uh, just quick stretches, probably 10, 20 minutes long of just some stretching, knockout, groin area, hip area, kind of just some different aspects that I, I think are real major that's real simple to do and just kind of hold and it's it's basically anyone can do it. And I think right. that's 
I think that's really important to understand is, hey, if I, if I do this just a few times per week, it, it can yeah. make the biggest difference uh, long term, you know. Right. And that comes back to pointers you, you asked me about. Uh, wake up half an hour early every day. Get your stretches in. You're going to feel 100% better right. on the horse. Uh, you'll feel better throughout the day, but give it a couple of weeks, you'll feel better riding. You won't have the injuries. So it, does stretching have anything to do with building muscle? Absolutely. Yeah. As far as putting muscle on, yes. So, um, you know, kind of break it down a little bit. You, you're you're lengthening the muscle fibers. You're allowing them to grow. So if uh, we go back to range of motion with the exercises, if you're doing a bench press and you're going, you're not touching the, you know, you're not using full range of motion, um, you're not getting the full stretch in the pec. So you're not able to really, you know, grow that muscle. If you're stopping midway, all your tension is going to be on your elbows and your shoulders. You need to be able to go all the way down stretch and this will be better um, we film next time um, in the in the podcast but uh, so yeah long story short yes uh, you know stretching the muscle fibers and then contracting the muscle fibers are the the you're gonna get the best contraction in the actual exercise so a lot of times when I train pace if he's doing a um, hamstring curl for example um, he'll get the as he goes up and he's in full contraction mode so he's doing the hamstring curl his heels are up to his butt his, um, at that point in time, his hamstring is contracted and his quads are fully stretched. So right now, if everybody's standing around and you do, uh, you pull your heel up to your butt, you're gonna notice your hamstring is firing, your quads are tight because they're being stretched. You know, when Pace goes back down for his hamstring curl at the bottom, I say, relax, now I want you to squeeze your quads. When he squeezes his quads, it fully relaxes his hamstrings at that point in time. And then that way, the next time he does a hamstring curl, he's got to have a way better contraction, thus building more muscle and strength. Right. And this is what gets me so excited about everything here because, A, it, it's really awesome how Ben writes these workouts up. Um, I've, I mean, we've got them on an Excel doc. I just go knock them out. And then when I have questions, we you know we can generally answer it. And, and the big thing with this is we all can generally do something or exercise, but to get the most out of it and have correct form and, and and, and have a kind of a, a real purpose with everything we're doing, it, you can get so much more out of doing just one rep that way. And that's what's so right. cool about, you know, having access to someone with your expertise, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. It's, you know, it's really amazing. I need a trainer, you know, it's amazing because I can catch myself in the gym not doing stuff incorrectly. So, um, you know, having that, that watchful eye in the gym is really um you know, it, invaluable. It's just, it's unbelievable. Now, that might not be realistic for everybody. We understand that. That's why, you know, we want to write these programs and, and do demonstration videos or wherever, you know, we may go is we might, everybody have the, the same benefit. Right. Uh, so, Ben, like that's that's kind of the, the next thing is on moving forward with some workouts. And, and I think it's, it's a big deal as you hear like, get ripped in 90 days and in a lot of stuff like that and and I don't really want to go with that mindset at all I think it's a long term we're looking mm -hmm. at a healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. and a, just long term thinking with that and that's can you kind of talk about that and the kind of the importance of being able to to compile all of these aspects to it uh, long term and how we can grow it yeah for years essentially is the goal yeah of course um yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, throw ninety days under the bus or anything like that. You know, it's three months. You can get some work done in three months. But to build a, you know, a strong foundation, um, 
it's it takes it does take years it takes time so number one be patient but trust trust the process believe in yourself um now again the science part of things i did uh, olympic weightlifting for a number of years and uh it takes ten thousand reps repetitions to master a move i mean you, you'll hear that that you know you hear that maybe it takes ten thousand you know roping sessions to to perfect your 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 taut your your throw or is it well just there's so many aspects to it but okay. yeah ten thousand practice sessions yeah you're getting pretty good at that point right so <laughs> you know it takes for me for my my history it took ten thousand reps to master the hand clean right just to to be so efficient and strong and um, so it it does take a lot of time but um, and everybody listening right now and everybody in the world is going to have a different they're going to start at a different time but you have to start somewhere and um, there's going to be tough times where it's, you know, it, oh, man, I don't want to do this workout, but it's going to be some of the, you know, the, if, if you don't quite enjoy it, that means you're doing it right. You know, that's, if it's, if it's something that's like, oh man, this is a, this is a breeze. You're not, you're not pushing yourself enough. So it does take a, a considerable amount of time. Um, but again, the stuff that we would write or I would write um, is going to be access for everybody. You know, I believe in the basics, but doing them right with, you know, different rep schemes, um, different rest periods, different tempos, um, you know, um, just kind of changing things up for, for a certain person. Maybe they don't have the mobility somebody else has. Perfect. Do it like this. Um, everyone's going to start somewhere. But, yes, I mean, you want to be in it for the long haul, and it's you're definitely going to have benefits, you know, throughout the years. Right. And that's uh, one, just an example. Ben and I were talking about this uh, today, is my range of motion in my squat is is pretty poor i would say and it's it's gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. but i you know ben just tells me just stay with it it's gonna feel like hey it might be months it might be a year and then all of a sudden it will be there yeah but and i think that kind of mindset with our our exercising and just being consistent and uh, i think for team ropers it's especially it's getting so competitive and if you're thinking of doing it for a long time or you know you're just being competitive at that if you think about hey this is if you're traveling and you're exercising a little bit you're you're more likely to eat well yeah. and your mind's generally going to be in a better spot and it just gives you that slight edge mm-hmm. and over a long period that is that can lead to huge wins or huge success and you might not even it'll be subtle but it, you know when you notice it it'll be it'll be really cool and i think that that's that's one of the things that's got me so excited about that yeah yeah of course and you know, I, I know it's a, you know, the team rope. It's a, it's a different animal. It's a different sport that I'm used to. But um, and I know the fitness might not be huge in the community. I'm not sure. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it won't hurt you at all. You know, if if even if you come into the podcast and you have, um, you know, I'm just I feel weak in my legs or, you know, my right elbow is giving me issues. You know, I know how to I know how to solve those problems. So. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just something like that. You just want to work on you know some areas here and there. But um, if there's anything that you know I can provide where I can help you um, bring your body up to where your mind is, you know, it's a lot. It's a big mental game, right? It's physical, but it's a big mental what you're doing out there. If you if you can match your your physicality with your with your mind, then you can win. You know, it's it's one of those things. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, even exercising, you know, whenever you can throughout the day, first thing in the morning, you're going to set yourself up. Um, your hormones are going to be on track. Um, your your diet's going to be you know, on point for that day. So, um, yeah, regardless if you're a roper or not, it's exercise is going to be monumental for your body. Right. 
Well, Ben, that's kind of that was the major stuff we want to cover. Um, did you want to add anything before I hit them up with uh, make sure they give us some feedback or? Oh, you know, I'm just super excited. This is a whole new realm for me, but I know the body well, and you've had some great success. And um, you know, I'm just I'm happy to help anybody that is you know having some issues. And so again, um, this this podcast might kind of seem a little broad for for some of you, but um, that's my goal is to get some feedback. So number one for me to kind of see where we can take this and and what what questions I can answer is would be you know you know I think we're gonna set up some type of questionnaire or poll or whatever may whatever pace decides but you know where are you guys feeling weak um, where would you like to see um, yourself improve on the horse on your body um, do you have any questions or you know what are you currently doing stuff like that so I think we'll put some questions together but um, you know I'm just excited to be here and help out and, and kind of share my my expertise with whoever's interested right and i think that that's just something like to kind of put it this in your mind like hey obviously hit up x factor roping on any of our social media channels i would suggest x factor roping on instagram or facebook is by far our best spot uh we respond to all the emails pretty much every channel but uh one thing to think about is you know this is this is generally our our clients for x factor are a little bit older we get a lot of guys that are up uh, up north and they'll go to arizona for a couple of months and rope and and so it seems like they are not able to ride a lot because it's cold up there mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're down there in arizona when it's sun shining and right and then you know they, they'll have some trouble areas like maybe your shoulders or you know groin or something like that so if we could just be a little bit more prepared and just doing a few things per week uh, can really make a huge difference and that's that is our main goal is like hey this is you know we're not we're not selling uh, a total body change in 90 days. We're right. selling like, hey, when you when you go somewhere, this is you're gonna be better because mm-hmm. of this. Right. And and, it, and it's to whatever extreme you want to take it. Mm-hmm. For me, my I mean, I I, I want to go as hard as I can, but for someone else who may not, it's gonna fit that as well too. Right. So that's that's pretty unique too, because we're gonna have a real. It, it really can fit anyone in the Western industry, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And. You know, made a great point going from up north down, you know, out to a warmer climate. Your body, uh, your fibers, your joints are going to be acclimating. And then if you jump on a horse and you do a sprint, something pops, good chance it's a different elevation, different temperature, you know. So um, stretches, you know, I don't – we'll probably take a poll and see what percentage is everybody stretching in the morning. I would – maybe say low percentage i don't know i'm gonna say I'm less, than good, 10%. less than 10 percent less than 10 percent okay <laughs> maybe well i'm five. one of them um yeah. but i know i know what stretches to do and i know i you know i, I can help you in that direction so um you know whether you want to you have any questions on exercise or if it's just you know a small change here and there right now i would wake up in the morning drink some water do some stretches earlier than normal um do that for a week and i guarantee you'll feel a lot better by yourself yep well, Ben, I appreciate it. And, and once again, X Factor Roping on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, just send us some feedback. Also, we're going to be doing some polls on it as well. But yeah, it, if you guys have any questions, anything, any feedback, anything specifically, we will do our best to answer that and, and try to customize this uh, that direction. So we just appreciate you listening and, and really for the feedback that you're going to give us. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, exciting stuff. Thanks, Pace. Um, again, this is in my mind. This is uh, you know for the long term. So um, questions, feedback, whatever you may you may ask. I'm just trying to gather as much information like I did from Pace to write some programs and, and help you guys out. So um, feel free to reach out to Pace X Factor Roping on Instagram and 
we'll be in touch. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I guess I'd like to add one more thing because it's kind of this is just something fun for me. But let's just say we are training the professional athlete. And, uh, and for example, like uh, someone playing football. Mm -hmm. Give us just kind of an example of like, hey, how are we going to wrap this up for someone like that? Because yeah. I'm always interested okay. in this. So uh, professional football. So um, we'll take my uh, good buddy, former client, Nick Bloor. He's a fullback with the Detroit Lions. Um, uh, again, so the NFL season starts late summer. You have OTAs and you have your your camps, but your you know your games don't start until until uh, a couple weeks after that. So we'll just say late summer. We'll say August, um, and then uh, the Lions unfortunately didn't make it to the Super Bowl last year, so they were done in December. <laughs> um, so you have. You know that amount of time right after the season. Now imagine, you know how much contact his physical physical contact he's having throughout the season. He needs a couple of weeks off, right, of doing nothing. So he'll take two, maybe three weeks. Maybe he'll go on vacation. I think he went to to France last year for a week. And good, enjoy your life, take care of your body. Um, don't worry about anything. Now, the way I have learned a program like this through some great mentors um, is. Uh, it's a year long. It's a year long battle. So you don't start out like just like I did with pace. We started with with structural balance. We got his body back to where it was before the season. He was beat up. He had some injuries. Uh, about three weeks of structural balance. Um, so I program everything for one year. Okay. Now team roping is a little different because you're always roping. So it's not going to be as intense. But essentially, Nick would have these phases of three weeks of structural balance three weeks of, let's say, hypertrophy, put on some muscle, right? Some bodybuilding type stuff. Um, and then we'll do a three weeks of strength phase. And that's nine weeks. So that we're gonna, at the end of the strength phase, we may tap into a power phase, but because we're still so far out from the season, it's not necessary. We'll go back to hypertrophy or we'll go back to strength. Um, we'll cycle through what we did before, but his numbers will improve. His, his numbers, um, his strength will improve drastically. So we're gonna cut back the reps a little bit, do a little more weight type deal. Um, and this is very broad for you guys, but it gets very scientific. Now you go through a couple cycles and then we get closer to um, the season. Let's say we are in May, we're doing a strength phase. That means June, July, we'll be working on power. So that's we're working on Olympic movements, sprints, agility, football specific stuff. So. Um, it's going to be very different from team roping, but yeah, everything comes down to um, one year and you go backwards, right? So if you start first games or first week of training camp is um, late July, we'll go backwards. Okay, three weeks from here, three weeks from here, and all the way back to where we are today to, to be able to plan out. But um, Nick was a different animal. Nick was doing about nine workouts a week. Um, so that is two or three days of two a day. So we'll come in the morning, do a strength. Um, we'll, let's say we, he comes in early on a Monday and we squat or we do deadlift. That's because in the morning for men, that's when your, your testosterone is at its highest point. That's where you can capitalize on your strength. Um, you need that during the lift. So, and then that, that workout will last an hour and a half maybe. And then he'll come back in the afternoon and we'll do some hypertrophy stuff. So we'll do some, some lower body movements, but it might be lighter, you know, eight, six to eight rep range. Um, or he might do some footwork. So, I mean, he he essentially gets paid to work out. So, you know, it's it's a little unrealistic for the normal day um, schedule. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where my focus is for team roping is, you know, doing stuff with X-Factors, being able to kind of see when the most of the big events are or, or when the busy time of year and what people are kind of working for as far as, you know, 
how everything's structured with the events, but um, you know, being able to look at certain months and say, okay, this is our downtime. This is where X Factor athletes can really hit it. This is where we can really put the bulk of our programming together, where we can see the the most of the results. Right, and that's and the reason why I wanted you to give that example is for that specifically. So, like, let's just say, and and I wanted to throw that out there. If you're a bulldog or calf rubber, I wanted Ben to geek out for you there because I could see like, man, a bulldogger that's wanting to be big and strong right before they leave. Uh, for the summer run of rodeos or a calf rope or same thing, you can be at that point. And then as we're going and traveling, we don't necessarily want to be sore while we're competing, but we want to maintain our mobility and uh, and our strength yeah. and, and try to manage our body through that point. So it's kind of the same way for uh, team ropers to all of us. So while we're kind of out on the road or we're traveling a lot, we can still stay healthy, even though we're spending a lot of hours in the truck or mm-hmm. not really as active as we would be like at home, we can still do some things as well as like anyone that's kind of getting ready for the World Series finale or something like that. And you're right. going to be out there for a while. You've got you've got the opportunity to stay. Okay, I can go do this today, and I know that I'm gonna I'm not going to be sore if I got a rope the next day or whatever right. it is. And you still will feel good. Your, your muscles will. You're going to have full range of motion, and you're going to feel right. sharp. So. Yeah, of course. And the the sport here is the priority, right? The roping, the events, those are your priority. You know, we're not we're not working out to, to see who's the strongest at the, the deadlift. It's it's building the strength and the power and the speed and the mobility and flexibility in the body to get better at your sport. Um, so that's always a priority. So if you have a you know if you have um, if January first is the national championship event, I'm not sure if they're called that, but um, the big the big boy of your of your year. I'm not going to be having you um, maxing out in your squat the week before. It'll all be structured to, to, to make sure that you feel the best going into whatever uh, part of the, the season of the year that you're in. Right. And that's exactly how we try to hit it. Like, especially if I get traveling a little bit and I would try to maintain the workouts. I try to be about two or three weeks into some of these. So I know that my body was pretty used to it and, and I had a lot of success mm-hmm. and feeling good. And it was fun because I was able to do it. Uh, essentially, we started in June. Um, yeah. Yeah, we started in June. So I was able to, uh, while I was rodeoing, not full time rodeoing, but quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was able to just got an anytime fitness pass and just knock them out wherever I was at and, uh, and, and do some stuff. And it was cool because I, while I rodeoed, I, I mean, we didn't measure body fat or anything, but we were able to take my body from, I was like at 230 something. And uh, by the end of the summer, I was at 210. Okay. And so that was that, that. That, that was hard to do, especially because I was out on the road and you want to eat bad. And so it was cool to, to have that structure. That, that was a big benefit for me. So Yeah. And I, I hope that's something that people really take away is um, there's, there's, there's tons of great trainers out there. There really is. But um, no matter what direction you go in, having a plan is number one. Yeah. You know, you're on the road and if I'm on the road, I don't, I don't have a plan or, I don't, you know, nobody's pushing me. It's easy to, to call it off, and uh, I'm gonna watch a movie tonight, you know. But having a, a plan and and have you know, I can see the Excel sheet. I can see if you typed in your numbers, and having someone hold you accountable um, is is half the battle. So, um, and then another thing that worked well with Pace is I knew who was on the road, but we communicated, and he was able to tell me, um, you know, hey, I this is what I have available, and then we adapted, and I was able to write a program for him for you know what he had for those three weeks. Um, so it's, you know, very, uh, very easy to adapt and overcome and just, you know, having a plan is number one. Right. 
Perfect, Ben. That's uh, once again, yeah. send us your feedback. We're we're gonna do this, and it's gonna be cool. I'm really excited about it. So we just wanna we wanna make sure that we nail it for you guys. Yeah, questions, guys. Um, you know, I, I I really love geeking out about all this stuff, and it's you know, it's a passion of mine. So um, any questions you might have, nothing's a dumb question either. Um, just send it our way, and we'll start uh, you know rolling the train on this stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.